Hi, this is Anita from Reluctant Low Carb Life. Anyone that might have been listening to my podcast or if you've been looking at my blog, which is entitled Reluctant Low Carb Life, maybe you have realized that one of the things that I uh, talk a lot about is eating unprocessed foods, or I talk about the dangers of what is known as ultra-processed foods. It's really interesting to me because this has really been something that people are starting to talk about. I've noticed a lot more in the last six months or even the last year that there's a lot more written out in the media about the dangers of ultra-processed foods. Also, too, I'd have to say living in the United States, I've been here for about the last month or so due to the fact that my parents were not doing well. And I have to say that it's very, very difficult in the United States to not eat ultra-processed. You know, everywhere you go, there's ultra-processed food. You go to a restaurant, you know it's ultra-processed food. You go to the supermarket, it's ultra-processed food. It's the same I know in many other countries around the world. But that does not necessarily make it right. And it does not mean that it's the most healthy choice for us. I've been really fascinated with this system, which is called NOVA's. And it's a NOVA's system of ultra-processed foods. NOVA basically is a system which is set up and it was developed by a team of researchers and nutritionists. And it was set up to be able to classify foods into different categories and basically to say that this food is ultra-processed and, and exactly how processed the food is and how healthy it is for you. So NOVA basically has four different categories of foods. The first one is the um, unprocessed or minimally processed foods. These are foods which did not undergo processing or underwent minimal processing uh, techniques such as factoring, grinding, pasteurizing, and others. You know, some of the things you'll find in there would be, you know, some of the beans, uh, vegetables, fruits, starchy roots, grains, nuts, beef, eggs, chicken, milk. You know, basically a lot of the basic things that you think about, that these would be things that have been very minimally processed. Of course, you know, milk is pasteurized, so there's some processing there, but still it's considered to be healthy for you. You know, carrots, you might find that the carrots have been washed or something like that if you're buying a bag of carrots, but still it's minimal processing has been going on for these foods. These are foods which are considered to be basically unprocessed or minimally processed foods. These are no doubt the most healthy foods for you. And unfortunately, they're probably the foods that many people eat the least of because they're also foods that require a lot of preparation, a lot of work, if you're gonna cook them, if you're gonna eat them. So, you know, they're also foods that can require that. So, so for many people, it is the foods that they maybe do not eat as much. Then there's foods which are like processed culinary ingredients. They are tamed by the minimally processed food they're used to season, cook, and create dishes. They could be things like salt, sugar, vegetable oils, butter, and other fats. You know, they're kind of the food which is, you know, just processed that we you know, use some of it on our food. Those foods are actually okay too. Like, you know, cooking with butter is okay. Um, you know, oils is generally okay. You know, salt and pepper and that type of thing is, is okay to use for your food. It's what gives a taste to your food. It's what you makes you enjoy the food. It's, it's what makes it so that, you know, you want to eat that uh, food or eat the unprocessed food. The next one is processed foods. They're foods that are processed or minimally processed foods or culinary dishes which have been added, processed, 
Colantary ingredients. They're necessarily past industrialized. So these are the foods that for some reason they need to be industrialized. They could be bottled vegetables or meat and salt solutions, fruits and syrup, candied, bread, cheeses, puris, and pastas. So these foods also have a lot more processing to them than the unprocessed foods. Some of these foods, you know, we can argue are relatively healthy. You know, cheese, healthy, you know, your cheese is shown to be something that's healthy, but cheese can also be something that can be considered to be processed foods. Canned sardines is another one. You know, canned sardines is, is considered to be relatively healthy. I use a lot of recipes with canned um, sardines. I use some anchovies. Eating these foods is not bad, and for most people, you eat just a little bit. If you're going to have a good Caesar salad, you know, the whole Caesar salad is not canned anchovies, just a little bit of the salad is canned anchovies. So these, again, would be foods that are considered to be processed, but they are, they are you know, not as healthy as the unprocessed, but they are still, usually in smaller quantities, are okay. Now the ultra processed foods, these are foods that derive from food or parts of food that they basically have had so much added in them that they are more chemicals than food. Um, things would be such as, you know, infant formulas is one of them. It's considered to be ultra-processed. Cookies, you know, um, you know, I'm talking here a lot, store-bought cookies, like you buy, you know, cookies in a package, ice cream, shakes, ready-to-eat meals, soft drinks, and other sugary drinks. You know, hamburgers you're buying from fast food. Chicken nuggets would be considered to also be ultra-processed food. Potato chips are ultra-processed foods. And one of the things about these ultra-processed foods is that the chemicals are put in the food to make you to be able to want to eat more. That's why if you look on a box of cereal, and you might say like one serving of cereal is really about a quarter cup. Nobody eats a quarter cup of cereal. Most people, and even young kids, maybe you know, might eat five times as much as that. So, so really, you know, they're 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 what they say that you can eat for a healthy amount is so little that they honestly know that you're going to keep eating more and more and more and more. And that's one of the things about anti-processed foods is the food is designed in such a way to get you to want to eat more food and to want to be able to, that's why when you start with a bag of cookies, you maybe don't just eat one cookie before you know it, half the bag is gone. That's because the food is designed that way to make you want to be able to eat more of that kind of food. You know, so when you look at um, ulti, look at these, you know, four different types of ultra-processed foods, you know, it can be argued and said that the, you know, unprocessed, the processed type of ingredients, the processed foods, those are pretty much all okay for you. You know, that you can, they've been altered to some extent, but, you know, herbs, spices, you know, butter, that, that's good. That's what makes your food taste good. And things like, you know, some of the processed food, like some of the you know, cheeses, maybe some, maybe some canned vegetables or canned tomatoes and is something that you're cooking. Th that's still okay for you, but the real risk comes for the ultra-processed foods. That's why in Asia, where I live, where we don't have much ultra-processed foods, I go to a bakery and I will buy a bread and the bread will only last one or two days. In the United States, you buy bread and that bread can last for a week have a you know, shelf life for quite a long time. Why? Because it's got the anti-processing chemicals in it. One way to th realize whether a food is anti-processed or not is if you look at the ingredients 
And if you find things on the ingredients list that you would not find in your kitchen or you would not be cooking with in your kitchen, then it is probably ultra-processed. In other words, I don't know how many people have dectrose in their kitchen or have some of these other chemicals in their kitchen that they're cooking with every single day. The danger with this is even though chemicals are safe for you, the truth is we really don't know. And that's really what it comes down to with the danger of the ultra-processed foods. They say that it may be okay for you to have these chemicals in your body, but no one would open up a can of dish detergent and just you know, dump it down them and drink it. But that's what some of these chemicals have, things which can be found in things such as dish detergents. So if you're eating a lot of these ultra-processed foods, then it is probably damaging to your system. So of course, there's people that have eaten it and they've lived to be 100 years old. But most people, this is not the case. For most people, we'll be better off eating fresh food and food that is unprocessed. If it wasn't in your grandmother or your great-grandmother's pantry, it probably is ultra-processed food. What's really fascinating to me is the change of this really started happening in about the 1980s, in that that's when processed foods became very much the norm. Before then, most households ate a lot of fresh food. They would eat, I mean, in the 70s, 70s and the 80s. It was really in the 19, um, 1980s, 1990s, that you began to see this huge influx, where today, most grocery stores in a place like the United States, 80% of the food they carry is ultra-processed. You think about that for a minute. Most of the food that you will find in your local grocery store is ultra-processed. That is where the danger is, that most of the food we're eating is ultra-processed food. If you'd like to be able to discover more about this Nova system, I'll have a link for the podcast for that. um, that will tell you a bit more about NOVA and exactly what it means, some of the definitions, examples, and and how it's really, um, multi-processed foods is really about convenience and profit. Those are the two main things. It's to have something which you can cook easy and fast, and at the same time, it's making huge amounts of profits for the food company at the expense of our own health. This is Anita from Reluctant Low Carb Life. Thank you so much for listening. Where we really believe in the trifecta of health, which is fullness, eating foods that make you feel full longer, which is unprocessed foods, uh, fitness and getting out there and exercising, and in freshness, which is in eating fresh foods. Thank you so much for being part of our community. We hope you'll subscribe, tell others about us, and join us on this journey. Thank you.